Coming up on the Middle Class VO Podcast. We need to know each other. We need to meet other people. It means that you're going to find out how somebody else does something. Somebody else who has a similar problem and has come up with a different answer for how to solve it. It's somebody referring you for a job. Not all the time, but every once in a while, someone says, you know what? Someone was looking for this kind of voice and I thought of you. Just an email away. Call Polaris and tell us what to say. Explain the video, image and radio. We slang a local car is reading. I'll be always nowhere. Ain't no stars. No, we're the middle class VO podcast. The middle class VO podcast. Here we are, middle class VO podcast. And we have, ladies and gentlemen, the one and only. The legendary GW3 George Washington the Third. Legendary. My goodness. <laughs> Y'all got the hype train rolling. You're my age, so <laughs> Hey, do, does everybody always say the third at the end, or do you correct them if they don't? Well, I see, here's the thing. That's like my actual legal name. And because my dad was George Washington Jr., it really made a difference. I had to do that, yeah. you know, because people, is it George Washington, George Jr., George Third, or, you know, <laughs> so got to be the third. That's the whole reason it's there. It's okay. very memorable. Yeah. <laughs> it definitely helps. We are, let, let me give you a proper introduction, George. So we're here with George Washington Third. Don't call him Jr. And George is a, <laughs> a fantastic voice actor. He's a coach. He is an ambassador of the business. I could go on, but let's let George tell it himself. George, tell us about yourself and what you're doing in VO right now and how you got into this crazy business we're all in. Okay, so um, I was originally uh, an IT, and I worked for one of the big banks. Um, well, I guess it doesn't matter. I worked for uh, First Union, and uh, while I was working for First Union, um, they asked me to do some on-camera work internal, so I was hosting videos inside the bank. And at one of them, they asked me to go to a local studio and record some of the voiceover for it, some of the narration. Mm -hmm. And while I was at the studio, I said, hey, this would be a cool thing to do, like, all the time. And the studio said, yeah, just uh, bring us some scripts and uh, we'll make your demos for you for wow. 350 350 when was the last time you got wow. a demo done for three hundred fifty dollars? Are you kidding me? By a guy named Slippery Pete last week. <laughs> exactly right. So that was in two thousand three, and right. um, made the demos, and slowly, slowly made my way through. You know, getting from just doing a very small number of locations local to Charlotte, and then uh, a couple others in North Carolina and Florida to, you know, getting more and more work based on those demos. And I kept those demos for a long time. Let me tell you. Sure. <laughs> you know, that was, I, I probably didn't change out demos for 10 years. Wow. You got and that ROI. It, <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I, I wrung every bit of usefulness out of those demos, but, uh, yeah. So I, I continued to do it on the side for a long time. Um, uh, last few years I've been able to just say, this is all I do. And, um, it has been good ever since. And, um, you know, this is, as a matter of fact, like I'm in the middle of the best year I've ever had and I will take that every time. So, oh, that's great. There you go. Yeah. What is your biggest genre? 
Oh, the last couple of years, Bobby, it has been e-learning and uh, business narration by far. Not even close to anything else. Well, let's let's kind of set up like the theme or the topic, you know, of today's show, the podcast today with George, and it's all about George. I I was fascinated by all the little tricks and apps and technology and resources that you use to aid in voiceover work. So Bobby and I got together. We uh, put our heads together and we thought that'd be kind of a cool uh, area uh, to discuss, like all these things that are available to us, whether it's a personal resource training or it's an app technology. Uh, It can all be... uh, useful in our business. Right, Bobby and George? Absolutely. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Um, I will, you know, I have used a lot of them over the years, just trying to find ways to make things easier for me, simpler for me, um, down to, for instance, um, I, at, when you're working, you know, multiple jobs and trying to do voiceover, the, you know, the thing that got on my nerves was missing auditions, right? Not seeing them in my email because, you know, stuff's coming in. That one happens to get by you. Well, I started using a tool called Zapier. And what it does is it goes through my email and it finds things that say audition in them and it puts them in a, a um, an Evernote document and on my to-do list. And so when I look at the to-do list, there's where the auditions go. And I can just say, oh, let me go get that one. Do that one. Mark it off as done. Was it called just, Zapier? Yes. Mm-hmm. Spell that. Uh, it's Z-A-P-I-E-R. Zapier. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's basically, it uses what they call zaps to run processes against various um applications so gmail um evernote uh it can connect with a whole lot of applications and i found it to be pretty indispensable that way it's like that stuff doesn't get by me i have to do some refining to it of course because some things when you get an audition doesn't say audition in the in the line right in the in the right title and so you have to do a little more digging around to get it. And sometimes it's going to catch things that aren't. So if you get a newsletter that talks about doing better auditions, it may show up in your to-do list, but those are a lot fewer than the auditions you are not going to miss because they keep showing up in your to-do list. Wow. And you're on Calendly, right? Yes. I use Calendly. Yeah. Yeah. um, So it is, I put a Calendly link in my, email footer it will be on my redesigned web page and all that for people to say hey if we want to meet just click there it'll it'll show you what my calendar is like and you can pick a time that guarantees that if it's open for you it's open for me and it just puts it in it lets me know that there's a new event put on my calendar and they have an opportunity to put information in and tell me what they want to talk about and i can put in a zoom link a google meet link whatever is necessary to make it happen so that's uh that is a a great tool that i use as well well do you use that like if you're on pay to play in your um your submission form can you put that in there as well you could but i don't use pay to plays so, oh, oh yeah, I've, I, I have That's a not good problem used to, to have. play. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you could put any, you can, as long as it'll accept a hyperlink, you can put the hyperlink in there and say, schedule it based on your time. 
you know, some people, you got to be careful with it, of course. You don't want to delegate your calendar to someone else, right? There's, you know, people don't always, and people sometimes don't appreciate it when you say, hey, pick a time. But in a lot of instances, it just makes things a lot faster and easier to say, hey, they say, when are you open? I'm like, well... I'm, I've got a lot on my calendar, so you find a time that fits with what's on my calendar, and we can go. And most people are fine with that. Let's go back. Let's go back. George, mm-hmm. why? Uh, tell us why. You know, give us the, the, the dirty truth why you might not be involved in casting sites. Um, I decided at one point that it was... Um, I, to be honest, I did. I did voice one, two, three for a long time. And yeah, that's how um, you and I connected, I believe. Yeah, that mm-hmm. is. It is. And um, as a matter of fact, one of the longest running and best paying jobs I ever had, I got from voice one, two, three. I was the voice of a sports network for six years nice. from a voice one, two, three casting. But I also, in the time when it was going on, when I was still doing the, I'm um, in between doing this and doing other work. As the prices went up to keep getting the certain kinds of and certain levels of 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 auditions, I decided that I'm just going to rely more on the people that I can reach out to and talk to. And so far, it has borne out. Now, I have thought a couple of times, you know, I might want to drop back in, see how it goes since I have the ability to do it now. But there's nothing that's driving me to say, you must get those because I get plenty of audition opportunities from people that I already work with. I get plenty of opportunities from um, agents. I think I'm in a pretty good place. So I, I may consider doing it again, but it isn't something I'm rushing to do. Using the resources to your advantage. Yes. Hmm. So you're on social media, I would imagine, right? I mean, yes. I'm, I'm talking about all the big VO ones, not just Facebook, yes. but LinkedIn and Instagram. Do you get hired on social media? Occasionally. Um, social media, um, I, I have not found that I'm going to generate a significant portion of my work from social media. One of the problems that I've seen with a lot of voice actors in social media, it's not a problem per se, but it's knowing what you are, who you are addressing is so many people are putting out content that is touching, that is reaching out to you and I, right? How much do we need from them? Um, not that, not that I don't enjoy seeing what other people are doing and how they're doing things, but that's not going to generate work for me to show other people, you know, this kind of information. I like to share information with people. Obviously, if I didn't, I wouldn't be here, right? (laughs) But I also don't know that it's of huge, you know, value to say, to say over and over, this is how I edit things. This is how I, you know, create things. Um, so I have been, what I've chosen to do with a lot of my social media is be honest about who I am and what I believe in. And if there's a reason that we don't work and that reason is because you don't like who I, what I believe in, then we probably didn't need to work in the first place. Yeah. And George, you were telling me the other day about, um, you know, going back to the resources topic and angle of the whole podcast mm-hmm. here today, using everything that we can to our voiceover advantage. You were telling me about this new app that sounds so cool that would benefit long form narrators, especially audiobook narrators. Tell me about that again. 
Yes. Um, I was given a presentation um, by a gentleman at a company called Positron. It's P-O-Z-O-T-R-O-N. And with Positron, you record your audio in your DAW just like you normally would. You upload your script and the file that you have recorded to Positron. And it goes through and checks to see if your words match what's written in the script. Wow. And it is amazing, you know, and especially, you know, this when you're doing long form or you're doing um, e-learning, mm-hmm. there are times where we substitute words and simply don't know we did it. Right? Yep. yep. All the it time. Just, it, it just happens. And we had no idea that that's what happened. So what this does is it'll go through and say, yeah, you substituted this for this. And you can mark it as, yeah, that's a pickup. And you click the button that says that's a pickup. And, and when you finish, it can generate a report that says, here's where all the pickups are with timestamps, with the lines around it, highlighting the thing you made a mistake Dang. on. It comes in an Excel spreadsheet and you just go through and make the fixes. Wow. Is this a free app? It is not free. Um, it costs $10 for every finished hour. If you are doing, um, you know, if you're doing it as a pay as you go kind of way, uh-huh. but they have subscription plans for audiobook people where, you know, they get certain amount of hours each month and then it's X over that. So it's, I mean, I found it to be really amazing. Um, it really is wonderful for long form. Yeah. For long form narrators, especially audiobook narrators, I could imagine it being invaluable. Oh, yeah. definitely. Oh, yeah. And, you know, when you are looking at the mistakes, it'll tell you, is this pause too long? Where, you you know, if it's over two seconds, it's like, did you mean for that to be there? And you're like, don't you judge me. (laughs) You're judging me. Stop judging me. I know what I am as an artist. Um, George, you you, you mispronounced this word. (laughs) Damn it. <laughs> Getting catatonic. Wow. Right? up. Yes, yes. And one of the th- you know, it does say in the discussion it says of course it can't make artistic judgments for you. It can't tell you, you know, that you your stress was wrong here or whatever. Yeah. But if you are looking at, you know, you're looking at a long narration and you just need to say here's where I made mistakes. This does it and relatively quickly. You know, um I've been doing some narration but not very long in the last uh week or so just trying it with this and it's wonderful i mean and i haven't even downloaded the reports i just go against here are the results that it shows you on the screen and not pull generated the report itself just gone and fixed it immediately and it was done that's get worthy wow, wow. That's amazing. Uh, got a little tease here. We're going to get George on a cold read challenge here in just a couple of minutes. I've got it all set up. Bobby and I planned <laughs> this out. And George, we're going to get you on a cold read challenge. We're going to see if you're up to it coming up in just a couple of minutes. Uh, but getting back to the resources uh, topic and angle of our conversation today, I know Bobby was talking about George, you know, when we were talking about you behind your back, it was all good. Um, but Bobby was talking about some of the uh, some si- skill set resources that you might have. Bobby, why don't you talk to him about that? Ask him about that. Well, yeah, I, I see you post on Facebook occasionally mm-hmm. um, about your, well, you actually sing or you'll do poetry on mm-hmm. the Facebook. And I'm assuming that this is, well, you ha- we, we know you have a singing background because we've heard you. But um, the poetry thing, do you 
does, how does that how does that benefit? Do you see many auditions where you have to use your voice in a in a singing way, or like slam poetry seems to be you know an, a, a big thing now in auditions? Is is it been beneficial to you? So I have done a, a small handful of singing work for commercials. Uh, my favorite was I did one for Fruit by the Foot. Um, on uh, Spotify <laughs> a couple of years ago, the audition came in and the person who contacted me said, how long can you hold a note? And I said, how long do you need me to hold a note? <laughs> and they said, well, why don't you just send us one? Hold it as long as you can. And so I sent one and it was probably 15 seconds, you know, and they said, yeah, it won't have to be that long. Um, this is what we're going to have you do. You're just going to say fruit by the foot and you're going to sing that and you're going to hold that. And we're just going to, you know, pot it down, add the thing that we're going to say, and then we're going to pot it back up and we're going to, and when you get to the end, we'll cut it off. Nice. Well, you know, the and, listeners want to hear it now. Oh yeah, I'm <laughs> sure they do. I know. Um, if you, I think I can, I can play it back for you if you'd like. Or you can just do it, do it live. Yeah. As long okay, as we don't yeah. have to pay you. So, <laughs> oh yeah, you don't have to pay me. All right, so so here's what here's what it sounded like. It was you hear the sound of people shifting around like an orchestra tuning up. Somebody steps up to the podium, clears their throat, says, <clears throat> "Fruits by the foot." <laughs> Like the Strong Energizer work. Bunny. <laughs> <laughs> Strong work so, yeah. there. Yeah. So yeah. So the singing thing, I like to say, whatever skills you have, you should tell people you can do that, even if that is not a you know, if you don't get booked to sing things or that sort of thing, you may have a connection with the kind of copy that they want you to tell. So it's good for them to know, yeah, I have an IT background. I don't have a problem with, you know, complex, uh, complex copy like that. And I also sing. So if you need me to sing something for you, I can. The poetry, Bobby, that you mentioned, um, yeah, I, I, have, I have done a, a fair amount of commercials that are looking for that kind of lyrical, poetic read. Um, and I find it, for me, the challenge is to make poems seem conversational. It actually helps with that so that I can take something that, that isn't written structured like a, like a conversation and make it into one for the purposes of that, uh, that moment. And so I think it, it helps me, it helps me from a practice perspective, you know, and it just kind of in these days and the way things are happening these days, it just helps me give me something else to get some of my feelings out. This is a perfect segue it is time, George, for the Cold Read Challenge. <laughs> Cold Read Challenge. I am going, I am sending you an email right now. Don't read the body of the email. Whenever you get the email, though, pull it up and read the direction out loud, please, and then dive into the VO copy. Okay. Let me know when you get it, if you would. <laughs> All right. There it is. Okay. The direction says, this is a poem about discovering love. 
Our protagonist has been longing to find his one and only true love and thinks this may be the one. The VO should be thoughtful, sincere, and sweet with a sense of yearning. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Go, read, read, read. <laughs> All right. I was working part-time in a five and dime. My boss was Mr. McGee. He told me several times that he didn't like my kind because I was a bit too leisurely. Seems that I was busy doing something close to nothing, but you know, different than the day before. That's when I saw her. Ooh, I saw her, she walked in through the outdoor. Outdoor. She wore a raspberry beret. The kind you find in a secondhand store, raspberry beret. If it was warm, she wouldn't wear much more. Raspberry Beret. I think I love her. <laughs> Good stuff, man. Oh, I love it. That was perfect. Oh, man. That was perfect. Oh, that hilarious. Now, Bobby, did you, you have a redirect it. on that? Did you want to have him do it like slam poetry style? Is, is, that, yeah. is that a thing that you could do with that copy? Let me see. All right. Yeah, that's such a train. What was her name? Gabby? That was that the Biden. Uh... Yes. Yeah. Or, or, or it was um, um, Amanda. Uh, Amanda. Gosh. Yeah. Yes. So um, Amanda Gorman. Yes. That's, thank yes, you. Yes. So I was working part time in a five and dime. My boss was Mr. McGee. He told me several times that he didn't like my kind because I was a bit too leisurely. Seems that I was busy doing something close to nothing but different than the day before, and that's when I saw her. Ooh, I saw her. She walked in through the outdoor. The outdoor. She wore a raspberry beret. The kind you find in a secondhand store, raspberry beret. And if it was warm, she wouldn't wear much more. Raspberry beret. I think I love her. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I like yeah, that man, one, too. I, 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 Man, I'm flexible. Yeah. I'm flexible. You're directable. <laughs> that's why you're getting all the bookings. Yeah, yes, exactly. Right. I'm directable. I'm very directable. <laughs> Thank you. You know, George, you, um, you taught um, at the uh, Broadcast Center in Charlotte, mm-hmm. I know, for, uh, when I came to visit you that one time, came to Charlotte yes. to visit. Um, if you had to look back on what you were teaching kids about VO then as compared to now, what, would there be any differences? A penny for your thoughts. You know, I, I you know, matter of fact, I still only teach that class. I've, I've, I've backed away from my huge involvement at the school, and I teach voiceover still. And I tell them that, one, my biggest thing for talking to people about voiceover is, as you guys all know this, the perfect voice does not matter. You are not going to have, you are not, your great voice isn't going to make the difference. It's this how doesn't you matter inhabit right the here, character. George. No, Kevin, it does not. <laughs> because you and I both know that announcer sound is not what sells. That's most right. of the time. Right? <laughs> right? Right? You know, and I, it, I tell them that if you're get, if you really are interested in this, you must get coached. You must understand that what you are trying to do is not just read the copy, but put yourself in that moment. You've got to exist in the moment of that copy so that you are really a part of it instead of you just looking at it and making something come out that matches what's written. So um, what I've said to them hasn't changed dramatically. 
Um, I've added a little more depth to what I'm telling them and how to do it. But for the most part, a lot of that stays the same. Um, there, you know, as you guys both know, you know, the, there are different trends in, in how voicing is done and, and what things are hot and what aren't. Um, one thing that has changed in the last handful of years is uh, the diversity of casting. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, about time. It has, yeah, it is about time, yeah. and it's and it's happening with uh, with women, people of color, um, trans and and non-binary voices. It is starting to do what we always thought it should do, and that's not just represent the people who are listening, but speak to the people out there who will listen to those voices. And that has become, you know, just a nice thing to see in, in a time where there are a lot of bad things going on. It's nice to see this happening that kind of picks up the, picks up the pace and uh, makes things a little more inclusive across the board. Mostly I'm telling him, you got to practice. If this is what you want, you got to practice. You got to learn. You got to be willing to go beyond what is just looking at the copy and saying those words with your nice voice because Gary Owen isn't walking through that door. <laughs> that is so great true. advice, George. And, and, and beyond the coaching and, and getting that, you know, practicing and that kind of stuff, what resources should we be using for maybe for those that are more established? What resources should be we should we be using to our advantage to be more successful in VO? Well, I you know beyond coaching, um, a lot of it means going and meeting people, and I know that's been a hard thing to do with COVID. You know, I have a very direct relationship with what happened during the COVID nineteen uh, pandemic, mm -hmm. um, but we need to know each other. We need to meet other people. It means that you're going to find out how somebody else does something. Somebody else who has a similar problem and has come up with a different answer for how to solve it. It's somebody referring you for a job. Not all the time, but every once in a while someone says, you know what? Someone was looking for this kind of voice and I thought of you. And that development of community is so crucial for your career knowing other people, not just so that you can get jobs before, but so that you can help other people say, hey, I know somebody who can do this. And that helps not only your standing, as it were, among this, among people in the community, but it helps you be a better person and a better voice actor just by saying, I can hear the difference. I know people who sound like that and can fill that need. And you will be better for it. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent, buddy. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. It's been a real pleasure having you on. If folks wanted to reach out to you for, uh, for voice work or if they wanted some coaching from you, how should they reach you? Um, I am at george at voevolution.com and my website is voevolution.com. Ladies and gentlemen, George Washington III. Don't call him junior. <laughs> George, thanks so much, man. Been a real pleasure having you on today. Thanks, George. It is, it is my pleasure, and thank you so much for having me. Oh, well, the middle class VO podcast. Middle class VO.